Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. something this week that's really oddly satisfying and I want to share it with all of the disruption listeners and all of you. So, you know, I was watching the debates this week and, you know, uh, one of the big things in the, um, in the debate was Donald Trump basically encouraging a new policy in New York, bringing back stop and frisk laws, which were ruled uh, completely unconstitutional. Um, you know, they were involved with racial profiling and, you know, basically he wants to bring back this kind of fascist idea where, you know, police can come and, you know, basically search your body without a search warrant. So here in the Wu household, we have two warring states. There's the kingdom of Brianna, which is good. And there's the kingdom of Frank, which is evil. And we are a failed totalitarian state here in the kingdom of Brianna. So I found something that's really oddly sad. Satisfying. I want all of you to, to do this with your dogs, okay? So okay. what you do ah, is when your dog's ah. just hanging around, you look and you go, you go, rocket, 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 stop and frisk, stop and frisk. <laughs> and you start petting them down and searching them for weapons. And you just have to get them out of nowhere. Okay, okay. Well, check their ears, oh. check their ears. So yell, stop and frisk, and then frisk down your dog, okay? Okay. Okay, I'm going to yeah. go first because they're both yeah. like super relaxed right now. They're not yeah. paying attention yeah. to me. So, You've grab them. Here grab we go. Em. Henry, stop and frisk. Stop and frisk. Stop and frisk. <laughs> he jumped down off of my lap. So I yeah. think that, that was successful. Yeah. Do you have the any whole... weapons? Do you have any weapons as you were petting him down? You have to check between their, their ears. Okay, That's let me really see. Good... Uh, yeah, okay, again. I'm not seeing anything on the right ear, but he is okay. making a weird face as I uh, okay. frisk that area. Throw him uh, in jail. Check the yeah. left ear. Oh, look at all yeah. that hair that's coming off of him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, Georgia, do you have any? Do you break the Constitution in your house? Go for it. Okay, ready? Ready? Mila, stop your frisk. Stop your frisk, my Mila. I think that sounds a yes, little bit too pleasant. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm getting a little bit too much fun out of this. Wait, yeah, it's, it wait. needs to sound a little Ooh. bit more, uh, more totalitarian than that. Yeah, yeah, you've got to be really totalitarian. Okay, because that was creepy. Was that creepy? It was no, it's very sweet. But it, the idea okay, is like you're shredding horrible. the Constitution oh, in your house. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Doing it in a happy way. You know, in Canada, you sounded way too good cop and not, not enough too bad good cop. cop. Okay, yeah. okay, ready? Ready, Mila? Okay. Stop and frisk. Stop. <laughs> Hold the van, Mila. Hold the van. What are you doing? What's behind your ear? Oh, she she does have a weapon. She passed some gas. Oh, no. Oh, chemical warfare in the Dow house. 30 years dungeon. Sorry. Yeah. And then Unacceptable. She that was not that was not okay. I did not say it was okay for you to do that. So so my recommendation is like when your dogs are around, keep them on their toes. Just randomly, just like Donald Trump wants to do to black people, like in this country, just just randomly, you know, like grab your dog and like just just scare them and go stop and frisk. So you see, I have I have boys. My my boys do this to Mila all the time. You mean like Wait. human boys? <laughs> like your children do this to your dog all the time or do this to you? They, well, both. 
Both, actually. Yeah. 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 You get surprised Suddenly with they creep up frisks. on someone and they jump and then they try to attack both on both of us. Attack? Okay. And then Mila, yeah. Mila comes running to me. Right, Mila? You want to be on my lap? <laughs> Canada sounds dangerous. More dangerous than I realized. Yeah, seriously. Hey. So, Steve, you can do this with your children, I think. I don't know. I'm not a parent. But, yes, you can do this with your children. Just grab them and, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. check. They're, check for weapons just all There's the time. an amount of risk there because there is a point at some time in the future where they're going to be deciding whether or not to pull the plug on me and then yeah. they may think about this and, and go back to that moment in time mm-hmm. when I started to do that and, and that might influence their decision. So I'm not quite I'm sure I'm willing about to that. take that chance. I'm willing I, to I take that chance. <laughs> I feel like that's born out of your your whole uh, mentality on pets being ticking time bombs of sadness. The first like, thing you think about is how your children will one day pull the plug on you. Yeah. Listen, listen, I just want to be put in the good assisted living and not the crooked one that they saw on cbs that's that's all i'm asking uh, that's fair that's fair i think I mean, that's, yeah, that's just yeah. only so much to ask so you know i need to stay in their good graces you're not you're not going to a home steve you're gonna be one of those like you know wily old people touring the country in like winnebago that's oh, gonna oh be you God, and Marine, yes. just like hell behind the wheel um, completely unsafe to the public that's, yeah that that's actually her grandparents they showed up at our door right after the twins were born like pushing yeah, 90 yeah, driving yeah. in an rv from arizona <laughs> yeah, yeah. well I don't forget it. the winnebago I want to be that when I grow up. I want to be like scaring motorists on the highway in a Winnebago at age 90. That is my goal in life. If Steve could be any animal, he would be a Winnebago. Yes, I would be a Winnebago. <laughs> All right, we should start the show. We should, we start, should the start the show. show. Wait, and have we, not, we were not started yet? Well, I mean, you know, we, we, we start the show and then we start the show. Yeah. Okay. And now it's enough. time to start the show. This is the part of the show where we stop being polite and start getting real, Georgia. That, that's what where Mike we is trying to say. Where we start getting oh. real. It is. Oh. It is. And uh, let's let's get real about cars, about not Winnebago's. Winnebago's? Yeah. Not Winnebago's, but yeah. uh, uh, cars that uh, apparently are made for women uh, based on the fact that they come in a champagne finished bismuth and they have eyeliner headlight bezels and a jeweled two-tone finish around the edges look what i have to say first of all and brie i think that you and i agree on this is that this is a pretty hot car i mean this this is a nice looking car it's the perfect ride for confident independent active young women so uh you know i think that describes the women here on this show uh, <laughs> all all confident no, independent, independent and active at all. Yeah, not independent very, very dependent, <laughs> very dependent yeah. on uh stop yeah. and frisk with your dogs yeah. uh so yeah i mean would this car appeal to you as a confident independent active young woman i want to hear from georgia first because no you, you gotta you, go Bree. You, you gotta go you I have to go Bree. no Car. Cars Bree? are so okay. Bree. I agree. It's pandering and terrible, and the marketing Bree, makes me You want are to setting throw us up. back. You're setting video. us back. Bree. Don't do it. <laughs> the video. Don't it's do nothing it. but white Don't women, do. and it's like they didn't even try to. Like they included some people that maybe with the lighting they could possibly kind of be people of color if you squint. But yeah, it's like it couldn't be whiter and more terrible. And the it's car terrible. itself, yeah, it's it's, it's you it's, know it's for set me. Back. Women's rights, I think, 20 years. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll aim for 30 by the time she's over. No, okay, so my, my cord was recently smushed by a tree. 
And this is, I swear, this is true. That you're, I went out co- there. Your Accord. Okay, I thought you said Accord. And I'm like. No, my Accord. My Honda Accord. Okay. Um, okay. It was smushed by a tree. It was totaled by the insurance company. I'm still driving it around because cars <laughs> are so terrible. They're they really so are. terrible. Yeah. You can look at them. They're so ugly and they barely mm. changed since the last time I bought a car. And I don't know. I see this and like I appreciate that it's very, very compact. I, um, especially living in a city. You wouldn't uh, fit in this. This is the most minute car. I'm sorry, Georgia. I don't drive a bulldozer to work like this. I mean, this is is the And I love, I love the fact that you can get different eyeliner colors for the car and it comes in cool, like really bright colors. I, I think it's really cute. I'm sorry. Oh, Georgia, oh. where do you stand oh. on the Cosmo car? So, Georgia, okay. do you love it or do you absolutely love it? <laughs> I love the color. I love the color. I think the color is beautiful. I will I will go there. It is a beautiful color. This minute, tiny little three horsepower, whatever car. Three horsepower. Uh, it's it's um, it's a, it's a, a three a, cylinder. I didn't even know there was a such thing is, as a three cylinder. It's like. It's like it's a car. They, Volkswagen's been making this. This this car has been around for a while, and it just didn't sell well. So then they figured they would sell it to women. Um, <laughs> that's not even a joke. Oh. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, okay, so the things that are besides the color, which is beautiful, I'll I will give everyone that beautiful color. Everything that they say about this car is is superficial because that's what they think that. The only thing that women care about is the shape of the uh, the lights, the eyeliner, the fact that the top color of the car on the roof is dark so that to give this feeling of glamour, they talk nothing about its safety, though its safety rating is pretty good. But here we go. Here we go. It's the most – this is the most female-focused car yet. Uh, el- every element is designed with a function and purpose, which is all superficial, right? The girl-friendly car, feminine colors, eyeliner, shape, sparkly accents. And then here we go. Seat also bragged that the car is especially easy to park, since, you know, the ladies have difficulty with that sort of thing. And I'm oh. like, you know what? That's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. But, but it is. It, but that car would be very easy to park in a city. You will not get up a hill on this car. You will have to push this car. This this is it is a a little tiny car that is that is made to be crushed. It's it's eh, it's not a car that's made for actual like people that want to buy a car. It's made just to pander to like, you know, what they think that women actually want because women don't actually know how to drive. They don't actually care about handling. They don't care about brake power. They don't care about safety ratings. <sighs> you just yeah. described all of my car buying habits in like a nutshell. Maybe I'm the, 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 the target market for this car. I don't know. Maybe I need a, a hook for my handbag. You know, the, <laughs> the, the Volkswagens used to have the little area for the flowers and stuff like that, yeah. the little beetles, and this would have, like, the little tampon holder storage. Like, really? <laughs> really? Come on. Come on. Okay, okay. It's not that bad. I I have to say this, Georgia. Like, I think I think the 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 easy to park thing is I don't I mean, do you live in like a a a serious city, like with a downtown? Because like in Boston, 
trying to find parking spaces is like a really big deal. And like just the shape of this car, like that's the entire point to it. Like the wheelbase, the wheels are very close to each other. So it's going to have a very small turning radius and it is going to be easier to park. I don't think that's so are you saying, I are think you that's accurately that, describing that, that, that yeah. this car is easy to park. Because you know the ladies have difficulty with that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I it's not that fair. they said it's easy to fair. park. Yeah, they said it's easy to park because women can't park. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> and you drive like like a sick bike. Like you could like probably park anything, Brie. Like really, like I'm a good parker. I'm, I'm like I'm not at the best of drivers. I'll give you that. But I'm really good at parking. I care about a car with power that I can tow stuff and. Yeah, I, I guess the way I feel, Georgia, is I agree this is so superficial. And, <laughs> you know, it's just pairing up with Cosmo. Like, have you read Cosmo? Like, when I was in my 20s, I wasn't smart enough yet to understand how bad Cosmo was. But I read like, Cosmo, too. I, you have me there. I did. I loved Cosmo. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> Don't send kind the hate. Of, it's kind of celebrating, no offense, Micah, everything that you are in your early 20s, right? Like kind of superficial and, you know, obsessed with image and stuff like that. And, you know, that's fine. I guess it's just, I'd like this car. I would consider buying this car. It has nothing to do with the marketing, which I think is kind of atrocious. Um, it just seems very small and efficient. It's brightly colored and it's cute. And I don't know. I'm I'm into that. I always wanted a cube car when I was growing up and those cars came out and they're, they're smaller. And the thing about smaller cars in terms of safety is that they literally do. They bounce off of other cars. So they, they have get, really that's called good safety crush. ratings. They yeah. crush no, 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 they off of crushed. other cars. They don't. They don't. They, that's why they have such good safety ratings is because they literally, because of, I don't know, physics or something, they bounce <laughs> off of other cars. So they don't, they don't end up getting crushed in like, I don't know, like a bike, uh, like a cycle or something on the highway and uh well, no they're not uh, like that's not a very fair assessment that it's a good car because it doesn't get crushed like as if you were on a bike no but like in comparison to if if a truck and a sedan were driving and they got into a car crash there's more damage that can be done than if a truck and one of these tiny cars got into a car crash i don't know i want to see is, that i want to see that because it's only four stars it's still not five star rating on on its safety rate i want to i want to know about that i have to see that little i want to know what love is <laughs> uh Sing i want to say me. too this does come in a 75 horsepower version that has uh f- has five speed. So it's not just the three cylinder 60 horsepower model that uh is is questionable. So I don't know, I agree. I think that it's an adorable little car and I have always had a fondness for tiny little vehicles because I don't really care. I, like, I'll be honest. I don't really care about cars. Uh, my, my car is a device that gets me from one place to another. And, uh, frankly, it's a mess. And that's because I am in it for, you know, the drive and then I'm out of it. And that's all it is to me is just a way to get from one place to another. You see, I don't mind little cars. I just wanted to say that I don't mind little cars. I don't like the way this was marketed. It's the marketing here. That <laughs> I don't mind little cars. I like I, I choose for larger cars because we tow stuff with it. But I don't mind little cars. Can I, I ask just, what you're towing? Because I think that's a point of contention that we should know as uh, United <laughs> States citizens. It, it's bodies, Mike. I can't to protect ourselves. I can't. Ourselves. I can't, I can't, I can't speak about bodies. That. Yeah, I've been everything. told. 
can't talk about what I'm talking about. Can't, yeah. can't talk about it. Uh, Noted. So, Steve. I, yeah. I, I don't, how are you feeling? Well, I guess the one thing that I would wonder, right, because I'm, I'm thinking back to, like, when when we were having the twins, Maureen was driving a Mazda Protégé, which is a tiny car like this. And the reason that we ended up getting the gigantic minivan is because – like well i mean for among other things she was worried about like the airbag literally killing her because of the way that the car was designed um and and i know that she's not the only one that has that kind of consideration that the airbags are generally designed more for a male frame and that if you are are like a woman who's below a certain height then it can actually be dangerous for you and i'm wondering if that if this actually like addresses that like we had to get the minivan like the super top of the line minivan because that was the only model that had adjustable foot pedals so that she could sit back far enough to not have to worry about like the airbag killing her and or or you know when she was pregnant killing the babies and i just i wonder if they're thinking about any of those things or they're just like doing you know throwing a bunch of a bunch of like decorative things on top of a car that's already exists and then, you know, calling it a day. I have a Honda CBR 600 RR motorcycle. It's so hard to hear me talk. You talk about a minivan. I just feel like my soul is dying <laughs> as you're talking about it. Cause I can't help but imagine myself in a minivan and then I'm judging myself. Oh. Through judging yeah. You. As and you talk about this yeah. little me car that's named yeah. after a Nintendo product. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you got me there, Georgia. <laughs> but you know the the different the difference is that you're not pulling the little me car up to the 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 drop off line at at school. That's the we difference. would have to tow the car with her bike. Yeah, Stop. yeah, that's it. You take the seats out of the minivan, <laughs> and it's like it's like the the truck in Spy Hunter. You just kind of park over the side, and you pull the bike out, and you, all of a sudden you're on the road. That's See, that's cool. convenience. That's actually pretty cool. That's, that's pretty convenience cool. is what that is. I, I guess I would say this. You know, like, it's the same thing with computers, right? Like, do you remember when we first got this wave of, you know, computers that were specifically marketed towards women? Yeah. And it was all pink and it was all crappy, yeah. <laughs> like, stuff on the inside. And it was just terrible. And I'm completely with you, Georgia. Like, the marketing of this car, especially the video, just made me want to throw up. I mean, it was, it was just, it was offensive thinking that that would, you know, appeal to someone. Um, But I think what uh, maybe what I'm responding to it a bit more is here in, you know, the U.S., we have no excuses for the pornographically large cars that we buy. Um, You know, and Steve, like, this isn't aimed at you, but, um, you know, you can look at... um, the way that they marketed SUVs in the 90s, and they did it through these messages of family saying, oh, you're going to be so safe, blah, 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 blah. And they're earth-killing monstrosities. And what really strikes me is, you know, I've been to Europe a lot this year. And when you go there, they're so much smarter about the size of cars that they that they drive. And to me, I respect that mm-hmm. because you are trading comfort, but it's a more efficient design and it doesn't like literally end our planet by encouraging global warming as, as quickly. So um, I, I guess that's kind of the perspective I'm bringing into it here that I, I do appreciate that efficiency, if that makes sense to you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember when the HTC Rhyme was revealed. That was the the first Android smartphone for women. That perp that was basically like a low end Android smartphone, but it was purple. So they came out God. with it as a new model. So it, it, that's aren't there what that, pins too? 
Oh, like, oh. I think Bic has a, a line of pins for her. Yeah, which are just, they're just pink pens, right? That's... Yeah, pink and purple pins with, I think, uh, the the cushion on... Ugh, it makes me sick just saying it. The cushion on the, like, the part where you grip it is thicker. Like, does that... Does any of that actually, like, ever come off as not completely right. condescending? I don't understand how this gets through. You see, you the know? color, I I would... I've, well, the color is one thing, yeah. I but. like the color, I do. I actually, yeah. um, even in therapy, I don't know if it's allowed in therapy, but I, I do my notes in a purple pen, and then often <laughs> the other therapists will steal my pen, and I, like, hide it. <laughs> I go, oh, I forgot to hide it this weekend. Oh, it's never going to be there again. Um, yeah, so I the color would probably actually appeal to me, just like everyone has a certain color code, and yeah, I like the... Purple, magenta, you know, chameleon colored colors. If it changed colors, I would be probably all over this card just because of that. Um, if it had the the color ca- color changing uh, paint jobs onto it, which is like duochrome, I would love that. But um, and I do like a pen that's comfortable. But I think that everyone likes a pen that's comfortable. Right? Yeah. But I it's not because I have delicate hands that I need a pen that's comfortable. I, you know, I do martial arts. You don't I, have, like, a spy pen that has a knife that shoots out of it so you can kill people? <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I would guess that that would be the major feature, not yeah. the purple. But I could be wrong. You might have both. Who knows? <laughs> you, could, you know, I wouldn't put it past you. I would not uh, put it past you. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Very, before the, before the, stop it first. Stop it first. Your weapons. Oh dear! Okay, okay. So you have to hide the the knife shooting thing in the pen, so that when you do get stopped and frisked, you still have it afterwards. Stop and frisk, right? Because that's what you want, Henry. Stop and frisked, and then you have a weapon on you. Uh, in 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 Canada, they just call those hugs. Is actually they just somebody <laughs> gets around. Uh, just stop and frisk, Mila. Yeah. Stop and frisk. Yes, I love you. I, love you. I will take a Canadian stop and frisk any day, <laughs> uh, especially if it comes from that prime minister of yours. Okay, this episode of disruption is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy mobile payments. Maybe you're working on the next Uber, Airbnb, or GitHub. Then why not use the same simple payment? solution that helped them become what they are today. Braintree makes mobile payments so fast, easy, and seamless, it's almost magical. Add it to your app with just a few lines of code, and you're instantly ready to accept Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit card, even Bitcoin. And if some other way to pay comes along, Braintree's going to support that too. Braintree's fast payouts and continuous support means you'll always be ready, whether you're earning your first dollar or your billionth. See fewer abandoned carts and more or sales with Braintree's best-in-class mobile checkout experience. To check it out for yourself, visit braintreepayments.com slash disruption. Once again, that's braintreepayments.com slash disruption. Thank you so much to Braintree for their support of disruption and Yay. all of Relay FM. I, I love Braintree. Apple Pay. They've started oh my like, gosh, using Apple it more. Pays it is so awesome. I, I, I stop on my way to therapy at Starbucks just so I can do use Apple <laughs> Pay because it's so much easier. So oh, you've done it from so your nice. Mac with yeah. uh, with, like with authorization on your phone. It's so much fun. Yep. 
There's a site called Spring that uh, I hate because it has such good deals and I spend too much of my money there. And I will go to Spring and they have like free shipping and I don't understand how because sometimes I'll only pay like $4 and I still get free shipping. But anyway, I will go to Spring and order something and then suddenly my phone is like, will you scan your finger so I can say that Apple Pay is okay to accept? And I do it and then suddenly there's something whisking its way to me in like two days. Yeah. I I love Apple Pay so much. That's not as good as being able to buy coffee with it, though. I mean, co- buying coffee with yeah, it is much better yeah, than that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but that's a whole I really do lever. think with Braintree, like it's using a payment system that will allow Apple Pay. That's a huge feature that you've got to mm-hmm. do because I I cannot be the only Apple fan that's yeah. like you know someone that offers Apple Pay, especially like with online stuff. Like yeah. I massively prefer that. So. Yeah. Oh, I do wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah, I even get upset though when I go to a store and I I have to tap to pay with my card. I'm I'm now gotten to the lazy stage where I'm like I really have to search for a card even and tap that. I'm like why can't I just use my watch? So See, and it's not even that good in the US yet, at least where I am. Whenever I do get to use Apple Pay, it's a treat. But the the security of it and the swiftness of it is just I don't know, bar none. It, it's so fast and it's it's fantastic. So the fact that they support both Apple Pay and Android Pay is pretty doggone awesome. And it means that whether you're on the uh, the Droidy platform or the Apple platform, you can just uh, use your phone to pay, and it's so quick and so seamless. So yeah, especially now uh, that you can do Apple to, Pay on the web too. I mean, it's getting it's oh, actually going to start to give a lot of traction. Hopefully, I love right. and hate Apple Pay on the web. <laughs> So, so let's let's talk about uh, spend, Micah spending too much money at a place, and maybe someday that place is going to be able to walk into my house and uh, drop off my packages. So, so Amazon, um, which basically owns UPS and FedEx in the United States, <laughs> uh, they are working toward offering a service where they link up with uh, with, with August Smart Lock to kind of get things started. But potentially some other things like Schlag and uh, Garagio uh, that allows the people who are delivering the packages to actually, you know, with your permission, of course, enter your front door or enter your garage and leave the package in there. So sometimes it can be an issue where you're not at home and they try to leave the package. And because it's a certain type of package or its uh, value is over a certain amount, especially with like iPhones and things like that, they can't leave them. But if they can leave them inside your house, then it is an okay thing for them to do. And the, you know, the insurance doesn't freak out and yada, 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 yada. So yeah, I mean, the one thing I want to note, I do I have an August smart lock, so no one come hack me. Um and <laughs> it it is synced up or it has some services already on the platform that it can use. Uh so there's like a service that will have someone come to your house and clean it and so then, you know, you don't have to worry about being home whenever the person comes to clean your house, like it'll just automatically open and unlock. Uh and then there are some delivery services as well for like food and I I if I was still working away from home, I would absolutely use this. I am probably more trusting than the average bear, and that is a bad thing. Um, but I would let the delivery person into my house, especially because I have like a Nest Cam so I could watch them the whole time. But anyway, I'm curious to hear what everybody else thinks about uh, Amazon, you know, giving the opportunity for FedEx and UPS to kind of gain access to our homes, whether that be the garage or the house. 
I think it's a great idea. Biggie and I suffer from a massive head injury today. So, <laughs> no, of course, it's a terrible idea. Like, no, no, no. I mean, A, it's going to open me up to civil liability because I have two Havanese and a Bichon in my house. No one can withstand that kind of onslaught. Like, it could be the rock walking in my house. He's just dead. Just dead. And I don't want to come home and see like the skull of the UPS person like there on, on my floor. So no, I mean B, like, okay, I can't be the only one that like just leaves stuff all over the house. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. If you come to my house, it's probably not gonna be clean. And I'm just gonna tell you that. Like, I don't want like to leave the house knowing anyone could judge me for like having you know <laughs> nine million Powerade bottles and some McDonald's wrappers and some Burger King wrappers on my table. Hold I don't on, what kind of McD- I need to know what sandwiches, what kind of McDonald's sandwiches? The chicken fries, uh, Big Mac, <laughs> Whopper, all of it. But the worst case scenario is like I'm sitting there and I'm in like my video game zone and I'm like just yeah I don't even hear it and then boop there's a UPS dude in my house and then like that's gonna be awkward. I get freaked out enough when they ring the doorbell and I'm not expecting it, for God's sake. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, so, I, but I wouldn't mind if they went into the garage. I would be fine with them being able to, like, open up the garage, go in, put my package, my my house locks. Like, if you get into the garage, you still can't get into the house. Um, or, like, if they're bringing something like your new phone, you uh, you want to be able to have that. You don't want to have to go. I think that... I might choose the convenience of them being able to do that, and then I could relock it afterwards. Um, yeah, I think that I didn't. Would you have mind the situation that. with your VR goggles at one point? Wasn't like a delivery person trying to drop something off, and you said, "No, we're almost there. We're almost yeah. there." Yeah, we were we were dying for this delivery, so we would have definitely said, "Like, yeah, come on in." But we can unlock it because um, I use the I have HomeKit, and so I can unlock it from my phone by using the iRing. I could see the person. I would just be like, "Okay, unlock it, and I'll lock it back when you're done." Thank you, and I could watch him. So I'd be fine with it. Come on in, judge me, but bring me my Vive or my new phone. Would your dog murder him though? My dog, my dog will not murder anyone. I would have to worry that she would go home with them, right, Mila? Because you're not a guard dog in any way, shape, or form. You just love people. She just loves people. Aww. That's that's what she wants you to think. I don't know. Is it the garage where you keep the, the stuff, Georgia? Oh, shh. 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 It's what, under the that's garage. That's not the stuff what you're looking for. What if they found it? What if they mm. found it? Might be a problem. You see, you have to be. You'd have to be on top of your on top of your you know obfuscation techniques more so than usual if you're letting people into your garage. You know, you Georgia. know all like the secret, scary back end, scary scariness. So, what are, what are your thoughts? I'm curious to hear. This what is you the think worst idea this. ever. Is this is terrible? Uh, there's already been hacks on August smart locks in particular that involved giving a, apparently and and Mikey you can probably speak to this better than I can cuz I won't touch these things with a 10 foot pole that your hand was holding but oh that's very personal today that hurt. I really Ooh. like it yeah <laughs> but apparently there's a there's a way to give like a a temporary key to somebody to let them in uh huh um, and so apparently there was a hack just like a month ago. Somebody was given a guest 
access key. And then while that guest access key was active, they were able to enroll a new key and then they could get into your house whenever they wanted. Oh, wow. Like that's a thing that just like uh, literally a month ago. So this is and that's just the thing that we know about. Right. So I would really you know, you don't know who's coming to deliver the packages to Amazon. If I was somebody who had the technical skills to be able to hack into Bluetooth locks, I would be signing right up for that job because, (laughs) you know, that's that is like, you know, going to the candy store for, Mm -hmm. you know, for I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where that analogy is going, but I I just. Maybe we can find a candy store that uses this technology. Everyone likes candy. Yeah. I love candy corn. We'll find Um, a store. But but it just just seems like a terrible idea to just give somebody physical access to your house, even if you can watch them. With as many hacks as there have been, especially, I think, Bluetooth locks it right now until uh, we've talked about, you know, IoT security before and even just absent those normal concerns giving somebody else who you don't know access to that with the possibility of having physical access to the lock to potentially be able to hack in the future it just like maybe i'm overreacting to that but it just seems like there needs to be a lot more confidence in the security of of bluetooth security devices before we can get to this point because mm-hmm. the first time that somebody has their house broken into after they had something delivered, that's going to be the the end of all of this. Because you know that people don't get their house broken into when they're not delivering. Well, no, I know that. But <laughs> yes, and people and people stumble into the woods and and fall off cliffs when they're not playing Pokemon Go. But when they happen to have Pokemon Go on their phone, that's what gets blamed, right? And so, self driving cars, yeah. you get into car accidents all the doggone time. And whenever the self driving car is involved, then it's suddenly a big deal. So yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying there. And let me just say too, I hope that my uh, UPS delivery person is not listening a, a an avid listener of this show but he is a dog on meanie and oh. i don't want him in my house he's really? constantly rude to me and is so annoyed that he has to come to my house and has told my neighbors that he comes to my house on the regular so now all of my neighbors who i don't really know know that i get package deliveries on the regular and so yeah i would not let that person in my home he's, he's uh, unhappy to be employed this is, yeah, see, there's no logic to it, but uh, he's not Vulcan, and so that's probably why he's a meanie. Um, I, I, only, he, I only let Vulcan UPS drivers deliver to my house, just as a rule, by the way. That is what August is implementing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's only the Vulcan delivery people that get to actually uh, be part of this product. No, well, I, Micah, I, I'm sorry that everyone else on the show is picking on you for being yeah. too trusting. <laughs> I just want to back you up. I think you're, you're completely right on. Can you, can you give me your credit card number just here on the show <laughs> you just give yeah. that to me like you could trust me and the listeners and then if you need to order something you can just tell like you can just tweet it out like, hey guys i need this stuff <laughs> and then it'll just show up can you yeah. carry that number i gotta no i gotta say i George is more trusting in this situation than I am, and that is really surprising to me. Yeah. But you're more fun to make fun of than George is. So yeah, this, this yeah is but true. the difference is, is that I know I know that I can. The difference like, is, is that Georgia can kill someone with her bare hands, no. and I can't. Well, no, she needs her pen. 
<laughs> oh, yes, this is true. No, it's, it's that I, I, I know that I can lock doors and I can watch them with our cameras and I have a garage. So it makes it really easy because you could just get to my garage. So mm-hmm. I think if I had a garage, yeah. Like, you know, uh, a rake, go for it. You know, knock yourself <laughs> out. Have a rake. Can I ask you something, Georgie? If I made a pact to infiltrate your house like Solid Snake and Metal Gear in a cardboard box, would you promise not to press charges if I dropped it? I'm loving, I'm just loving this mental image. This sounds amazing. We just have to add paintball guns. Okay. Or like nerf shooters. Okay. And then we have to do that, like, you no, know, really. Like if I, because I got nothing else to do. Like, I was completely <laughs> driving to Canada. How are you I getting into Canada in a box, though? Are you going to get into I Canada? I would drive first to Canada. I shouldn't be sharing my secret plan with Georgia, but I would, I would get <laughs> it on a blue shaped box and I would, I would drive it in the trunk of my car, I would go through Canadian customs, and then I would write Vive on the outside of it. And then <laughs> just write to you're in, you're in immediately. Oh, God. We have to have then a little tiny, like you have to have a, a hero or something like that. You have to have a GoPro to be in the box so we get like the entire experience of you being in the box. No, you you know, you would attach the GoPro to the exclamation point that was on top of the cardboard box. Oh, that would be so incredible, actually. Let's make this happen. Georgia, you're not listening, right? <laughs> this sounds this sounds amazing, but I would be too excited. I'd just be too excited. <laughs> I'd be free. waiting. Where's Bray? Oh, my God. Where's Bray coming? I, I well, okay, like, wait. Uh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, so this is how it works. Steve and Micah, both of you, like, put on some police uniforms. So you just yes. you knock on the door, and then you go, stop it, Frisk! And then you stop, stop it, Frisk, frisk. George Dow. And then while she's distracted, I'll throw a brick through the back window and steal her vibe. That's how we're going to do it. Oh, my God. This is your next, this is your this next is... video game, Bree. Yeah. This is it. You, it's breaking to Georgia Dow's house. This That's is right. your next game. I that saw actually Don't would Breathe. Be a good it game. worked out fine for them in that movie. <laughs> sort of. Uh, if, if Georgia is anything like the guy from Don't Breathe, we're all... You know, actually, I wouldn't put it past Georgia Dow. Let's be real. Does anyone <laughs> I, have I'm any just other... saying, I haven't seen Renee in a few weeks. That's yeah. all I'm saying. This is well, true. I, after seen... he recommended my iPhone, he's mysteriously disappeared. So I don't know what's up with that. Like I've he, heard from him, but I can't confirm it's him. Georgia has said she uses his Facebook account to you and know, his games. and his space black or what is it? Jet black iPhone. Yeah, I, I cannot confirm or deny that that's his his iPhone. <laughs> so, Georgia, you have a guest access key to his house so that you can go and and dress up as Renee when you need to to impersonate I, him. I, I, I can't speak about that. OK, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I have a an August smart lock keypad uh, outside the back door of my house. Um, I have never used it other than to test it because I it's a review unit, but uh, it just sits there. I'm actually I'm honestly doing a social experiment to see how long it takes for it to disappear. Uh, we have a lot of people that walk around out back and out front. Wait, wait, wait! Steal the lock. Yeah, well, it's not the lock. It's so I've had I've had a giant fire pit disappear from my backyard before. Really? Uh, I've had a dog tie-in disappear from my backyard before. It's literally just a a stake in the ground, and then you put like the dog's tie on it, and then it's so if you need to be inside the house while the dog is outside using the restroom, or whatever, you that can be a thing. Um, and 
it's not like a regular thing. It's once in a blue moon, but um, yeah, I have. So it's it's just this little rectangle, and it's on the it's on the outside of my house in the back. Um, I didn't want to put it in the front because I felt like that was too like, hey, check this out. It's a new thing. You should totally come up and see what it is, and maybe take it like you did the dog tie. Anyway, so oh, it's in the back, and it's kind of out of the way, and it's just it's a social experiment because I don't ever use it. I mean, if I was ever in a situation where I didn't have my keys and I didn't have my phone, in which case I couldn't unlock the door either via keys or via just the August smart lock itself, then I could use the keypad and that would let me inside. But other than that, I've never had to use it. Shane has never had to use it. No one has ever had to use it. Uh, So it's mostly just, I'm just waiting to see if it ever disappears. It's kind of a fun little game. Um, So I have a a recommendation for you. Stop at risk. No, I think, well, that too. But I, I think that you need to protect your house a little bit more securely i'm going to give you an instructional video that you can look at it was made in 1990 so you may not have seen it back when it was first released but you know you can use that those techniques now it's called home alone (laughs) (laughs) you weren't even alive when that movie came out it's funny Well, that's actually true. It was in 1990. Uh, but it's a doggone good movie. I do love that film. Um, all of, uh, yeah. Hey, does anyone have anything else to say about August before we talk about my Dodge Stratus again? <laughs> Is, did it. somebody steal it? No, no one stole my Dodge Stratus, but, uh, you know, we've mentioned before, uh, on the show that I drive a Dodge Stratus and I drive a Dodge Stratus. Uh, it is a, a 2004 Dodge Stratus, which means it's old as hell. And, uh, I just got an upgrade on my Dodge Stratus. Uh, this episode of disruption is brought to you by Pearl and their rear vision backup camera. Pearl believes believes that the latest in automotive technology should be available to everyone, even people who drive Dodge Stratuses from 2004, regardless of whether it's time for you to buy a new car. Like Brie, if you're still driving around your total vehicle like I am. And this is why they created Rear Vision. Pearl's founders actually were from Apple, and they worked on the iPod and the iPhone, and they came together because they wanted to change the automotive technology. So let me tell you a little bit about what the Rear Vision thing is, okay? So first of all, I have to talk about, uh, you know, Pearl sent me one of these to, to give it a, a go oh, with my, my 2004 jealous. Dodge Stratus. And uh, I went ahead and, you know, opened it up and the packaging is incredible. Uh, I, that's the first thing that I noticed was that the packaging was so well done. Oh, I and love I it when something's to, packaged well. Right? It's just it so does. nice. And I, I ended up talking to our co-founder, Mike Hurley, who's in charge of all of the, the fun businessy stuff. And he was like, well, the the, the co-founders are actually from Apple from before. And I was like, this, that's literally what it is. It's like Apple-y packaging. Um, everything, you know, comes in the, it's in the nice plastic wraps with the tabs and all that jazz. Anyway, so what this does is it basically takes your old vehicle and it gives it a backup camera. And here's how this works. Sweet. It's this frame that goes around your license plate, right? And on the top of the frame, it has two wide-angle HD cameras. And on the bottom of the frame, it has solar panels. What did I just say? Solar panels. This thing is powered by the power of the sun. Just like Superman. Just like Superman. It is the Superman car backup camera. Uh, And then it it has an OBD 
two port. It's the thing that you plug into your little onboard diagnostics port under your car. If you've ever heard of uh, of of some some other technologies that you make use of that port for for talking about like what's you know what your car is doing, how it's accelerating, what the gas mileage is, and stuff like that. It's the same port. It's a diagnostic uh, so port. You, yeah. Yeah. It's the diagnostic port. It's where people do your check engine and stuff like that. So you plug that in, and what that does is it allows a connection to form between your phone and the backup camera. So you don't have to install some weird, you know, HD screen in your dashboard or anything like that. Your phone literally becomes the screen of your backup camera. It can work over Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. So you can, it, it acts as its own Wi-Fi network. You connect to it over Wi-Fi and you get really high quality HD uh, video uh, out of the back of your camera. And then you can use Bluetooth if you want to. And the Bluetooth is like super long range. Okay. So, this, like I said, it's wide angle, so you can actually change the angle. You can look a little bit to the left. You can look a little bit to the right. You can look right in the center and see That's everything that so you need to see. Cool. That's and very helpful. it alerts helpful. you, right? It alerts you if there's something behind you. So it gives you like a little uh, beep to let you know, like, so yo, 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 you need to stop backing up because there's like a little kitty or something that's in the way. That is better than so, my backup camera that came with my car. I'll just be yeah. straight. This is better. There you go. This is better. Yeah, we had to we had to pay for like the super high end minivan back in two thousand nine to get that kind of technology. So the fact that you can get that yeah. just like slapped yeah. onto your car. Yeah. Let me remind you, I drive a Dodge Stratus. If you forgot, <laughs> uh, I would never expect this technology in my car. It works with my phone, for goodness Ooh. sake. So, you know, I was just talking about how sometimes things disappear from my yard and disappear from my house. So maybe you, you know, you might be concerned about uh, theft. Well, something to know first of all is that cars are manufactured with reinforced uh, positions for your license plate, and the reason why is because license plate are a popular thing to get stolen. Uh, so this. Actually Actually connects to the, the you know the reinforced plate of your license plate and it, uh, the frame rather of your license plate and it has a special security theft resistant frame and so it's got this little key that you use to to screw it in and it locks in place and then you can take the key with you everywhere you go if you need to take it off you don't have to drill you don't have to worry about anything it doesn't take very long to set up it's fantastic so let me go ahead and talk about where you can go to check out the rear vision camera because I have talked a lot about the rear vision camera but I just think it's incredible incredible uh, that my Dodge Stratus uh, can actually have a backup camera that apparently beats ones that are installed by the manufacturer in some cars, uh, as per Steve and Georgia. So to find out more about the rear vision camera from Pearl, go to pearlauto.com slash disruption. Listeners of this show are going to get free two-day shipping, and it's going to be applied automatically when you visit pearlauto.com slash disruption. So head there, get your two-day free shipping. Shipping, you're going to want this thing if you have a car that that's, doesn't have a backup camera. And thank you so much to Pearl and their rear vision camera for supporting this show and my 2004 Dodge Stratus uh-huh. and all of Relay FM. We okay, love so you, this is, this is why I don't get Micah. So this is I, – I want to be the one that reads the ads because Simone <laughs> does this on Rocket. She got the free Casper mattress. She what? got, she got a Casper for free? And you get a free camera now? Oh. Like I want 
want to read these ads. Like when it's stuff, I don't know. I feel hey, that's true. Yeah. That's feel, you know, that, yeah. I feel bad about that. That's true. And uh, I had to buy my dog on Casper mattress, and you know, I, you know, they. I don't think they've ever sponsored disruption, but I will go on and on about how much I love Casper. No, so when they Casper. sponsor us, I'm not. We've been meaning to talk to you about actually. Yeah, yeah. I won't mention it today. No, but Casper, no, we if have you're to listening. Wait. <laughs> Look, I love you, and you just need to respect me <laughs> and wow. give me a free That's dog it. bed. Okay, uh, let's 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 move on All before right. we, we better help I, some uh, people before you just you you and Casper get into like a lovers' quarrel or something. We yeah, that's that. Yes, good idea. This is a good idea. <laughs> Um, so we have, we have a few things that came in through the backlog that, that we need to, to clear out. So we, you know, if we don't get your questions right away, don't give up. We have a, you know, we have a bunch that we want to get to and we want to try to get to as many as we can, but sometimes it takes us a little bit longer to get around to, uh, to some or the other. But, um, this was an anonymous one that came in, um, that says I had an internship in Manhattan at a TV network and I hated it. Uh, the work was menial. The people were toxic and the city was dirty and expensive. I never want to live or work in Manhattan again, but now that the internship is over, my parents are encouraging me to keep applying to high-profile TV jobs in Manhattan. I have another an opportunity in another city that's much more my speed right now, but it's not as glamorous as a major TV network that my parents disapprove of. How can I broach the subject of how truly miserable I was in Manhattan with my parents? They seem to think it was just a phase and Manhattan will be okay if I live there again. So I can speak to this authoritatively. The way to have the best, happiest life is to listen to your parents and then follow their instructions as if they were your own. That is the one way to happiness. No, of course not. That's crap. Um, You know, like really part of becoming an adult is making your own way in this world. Um, you know, I can speak for me. My parents. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's It's like, I remember for me, my parents were dead set against me leaving the South, for instance. Uh, you know, when I finally put my foot down and, uh, decided to go get a job in politics, like I had to just pack everything up in my car and go at a certain point because I knew I was not going to get their approval. Um, And I often think about how if I hadn't had the guts to just leave the South and get out of this bubble, how little of my career I would have enjoyed and how I would have never met my husband. So you part of becoming an adult is you've got to, you have to find out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Like for me on this show, I'm pretty interested in politics. I had to come to the conclusion that working in politics uh, in D.C. was not something I wanted to do, even though I was very good at it. Um, And I went and tried some other things. So, you know, your parents ultimately, they are trying to do, they are coming from a place of love, probably. And, you know, part of our culture of parenthood is we you know, it's really, like, for me on the outside, it's really strange to see this, all these messages in society that tell parents to, like, you know, just do everything for your kids, sacrifice everything, and then you'll be happy if you buy Mm -hmm. into, like, the total sacrifice. Um, You know, and I think the consequence of that is, you know, you do have a lot of parents that kind of can be helicopter parents and can Mm -hmm. kind of need you to make decisions or be hyper successful to validate the sacrifices that they've made 
for you. Um, you don't owe them anything. And, Preach. you know, part of getting older is setting boundaries with your parents and having them respect that. So, you know, and the irony of it is, is, you know, I, I know a thing or two about the TV industry. And yes, there's a lot of very prestigious stuff in New York, but like a job is a job. And wherever you can get a job, if it's a place that really works for you, um, you know, that's that's fine. In fact, some of the more stable um, job opportunities are going to be outside of a city like New York. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, 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 I really think it's time to sit down and just make some boundaries with them and, you know, tell them, you know, this is your life. It's not theirs. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I have a I have a very good friend of mine, and throughout life, I have watched this person struggle with the acceptance of their parents uh, and one parent in particular, and every decision that they make has to be approved by their parent. And I mean, this is a person that's that's older than I am, and it has always like it, it has struck me as. It's very hard for me to understand, and I try to be as empathetic as possible with it, but it's very hard for me to understand. And when this person comes to me saying, I really want to do this, but my parent doesn't want me to do this, and my parent is expressing this disapproval, and I can't do this because I know that my parent will be da-da-da-da-da, I... I get, you know, it comes to a point where I, there's nothing else I can say other than you have to do what's right for you. And ultimately it's not your parent that's doing this thing and that's living this life. You're the one that's living this life. You're the one who has to live with these choices and live with this job if that's what happens to be. Or in the case of my friend, something as trivial as hair color, you're the one who lives with the hair color and the haircut, the what have you. And so it's, it's your choice. You don't live at home anymore and you, you, you get, you get to make your own decisions now. And that's an okay thing. And, and, you know, I'm approaching it from a perspective of being a, a pretty independent person. Um, I grew up in a lower middle class, if not upper lower class household. And so there wasn't a lot of relying on family for a lot of things for me. Uh, and it, it ended up making me a, a very independent person. And because of that, you know, the decisions that I have made in life have mostly come from things that I've had to make for myself. And so I do, I will be honest, I do struggle with understanding that, uh, that block that some people have with their parents where it stops them from, from being able to make decisions. Uh, and so all I can say is, is essentially you are the one your parents aren't the ones that are going to be going to that job every day and having to deal with it. And you are the one that's going to have to do that. And I think that that's an important thing for them to understand and to understand that you feel and you know that you can be successful in this. And that if you're not, then everything's going to be okay. And you're going to figure something else out because ultimately it sounds like from, from what you've said that this is a, you know, this is a positive thing. And so it's just them wanting you to be successful and wanting you to be safe in your success. And so if you can assure them that everything is going to be fine and this is, you know, the, the type of relationship that you have with your parents, then that, that's what it takes. It takes for you to just say, hey, I promise it's going to be okay and I have plans, I have backups, everything's going to be fine. And uh, if that doesn't work, you have to choose your happiness. Ultimately, you have to choose your happiness. And please don't ever let anyone anywhere at any time 
take you from your happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the the perspective I could give as a parent is that it's re- you spend the first, you know, 18 years or 22 years or however many years of your kid's life, you know, making decisions for them in some cases and making trying to guide them into the right decisions uh, because you have that life experience. And it's it can be really hard to let go of that. I can already see like some of the things that I that I'm having to let go of for my kids. And it's difficult for me to sometimes take a step back and say, no, they have this. I don't need to I don't need to do this for them anymore. But at the you know, at the same time, you just have to kind of you just kind of have to prove to them that, you know, you know what you're doing, which is to go and do it, you know, and ultimately you're the one who has to live with your life decisions and if if they're if they are disapprove of it then they won't disapprove of it when they find out that you're happy hopefully if it's mm-hmm. if it's about your happiness and if it's about wanting the best for you then if you end up if it ends up that you're happy in the end then that will that will be enough for them if it's more than that then it doesn't really matter and there's something else going on that you're what what job you take is really not going to make much of a difference in that regard anyway. So you really just have to do what you think is best. And, and if that doesn't work out, then, you know, then you can go do something else. You're young. You can, this is the time for you to be able to make mistakes without there being too much of a, you know, too much of a permanent impact on you. So you should do what you think is right. And then if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Can I join a circus? Uh, no, Micah, I'm making mistakes. I'm still making decisions for you though. Okay, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. We have a great circus school wow. here in Montreal. I, I, Mike, Dude, I would what? argue you've already joined the circus about 25 we have a, episodes we have ago. A circus, <laughs> we have a circus school here in Montreal. We do. Uh, so I can learn, like, flips and ish? Yeah, you can learn flips, double rings. Um, you can learn high high wire. You can learn fire breathing. That. Fire can breathing. Yeah, they do. To... They do knife throwing. There's there's actually I'm not yeah. joking. There's Modern actually a training. circus school. No, there's no animals because this is the oh. circus school that trains most of the people for the Cirque du Soleil. <gasps> and so I oh actually had know a lot of people that went off and went to circus school, and they're amazingly talented. And they have some of the coolest skills ever, and they're vastly happy. They get to do some really neat stuff and and. Get to enjoy and they working. are so fit too. It's so cool. Some of the stuff that they can do is absolutely amazing. So if you want to be a clown or you want to juggle or if you, they, yeah, you can actually do that. We have a great school in Montreal. Well, I'd argue I am a clown, but uh... I don't know. I saw that episode of American Horror Story. That didn't work out very well, Georgia. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. That actually sounds really exciting, though. Uh, so when I move to Canada, that might be the first thing I do. Yeah. Uh, what What other questions do we have? Tell, why don't you tell the listeners about something else awesome, and then we can do one more question before we let them go. That's a fantastic idea, Stephen Lubitz. I'm full of fantastic ideas, Micah Sargent. You are full of fantastic ideas, like not joining the circus today. But you know what you should join, a.k.a. check out? Hired! Because this episode of Disruption is brought to you by Hired. Searching for a new job can feel incredibly stressful, incredibly scary, and time-consuming, especially if you're looking for a job in the circus industry. Pushy recruiters try to sell you on roles you don't actually want, and job boards make you feel like you're throwing your resume into a black hole. 
whole, never to be seen again. Sometimes you go all the way through an interview process just to find out at the very end that the salary offer or company culture just doesn't match what you're looking for. Well, Hired is the world's most intelligent talent-matching platform for full-time and contract opportunities in engineering, development, design, product management, data science, sales, and marketing. We probably just covered like 92% of our listener base. They make your job search faster, focused, and stress-free. Instead of endlessly applying to companies and hoping for the best, Hired puts you in control of when and how you connect with compelling new opportunities. After completing one simple application, top employees apply to hire you. On Hired, you receive personalized interview requests and upfront salary information so you can make informed decisions about which opportunities to pursue over a condensed timeline. Throughout the process, your dedicated talent advocate will have your back, providing unbiased career coaching to help you put your best foot forward with potential employers. Hired offers access to 4,000 plus innovative employees, employers rather, including big brand names like Facebook and smaller startups. The size and type of company you want to connect with is totally up to you. They help people find new opportunities in 17 major cities in North America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. Australia, here I come. Your privacy and autonomy in your job search is of utmost importance to them. And the best part, it's always free for you to find your next job on Hired. No exceptions. They pay you to get hired. Let me say that again. They pay you to get hired. You can earn double the normal $1,000 hiring bonus by signing up at hired.com slash disruption. You can earn $2,000 for finding your next chapter on hired. $2,000. I said that. You can earn $2,000 for getting a job. What? Thank you so much to Hired for your support of this show, Relay FM, and all of the listeners who find a job through Hired and get $2,000 and decide to share it with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Hired. That makes so much sense. I mean, it is so hard to find good people. I mean, it really, really is. So, I mean, something that's out there, they'll let you really, you know, go through high-quality resumes. I would absolutely pay for that at Giant Space Cat. So, no, that sounds... That sounds really awesome. Sounds great wow. for everyone. Yeah. 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 Plus plus. So uh, since we're talking about about jobs, um, so we had a question from Infinity285 who says, I'm j- I was just wondering as I'm about halfway through high school and I have no idea what my career should be, how rewarding <laughs> are your jobs? <laughs> Oh, that's a sweet question. Yeah. Uh, first of all, let me say, I just had my younger brother ask me the same question. I'm, I'm finishing high school. Did you know what you wanted to do right away? And do you like what you do now? And uh, let me say, first of all, that when I was finished with high school, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. And when I got to college, I thought I knew what I wanted to do. And what I'm doing now is what uh, is one of the things that I actually really enjoy, but it was always just kind of like an undercurrent and it ended up becoming the job that I have as a, as a tech journalist. So I I think that sometimes people jump a little bit too quickly into like the panic of finding a new job or finding the thing that they're supposed to be good at. I was going to be a pediatric surgeon at one point. I was going to do all these other things. So 
I, I don't know. I think uh, rather, I think a lot of people experience that. My, you know, my my siblings have, I have, and uh, it's just something that that ends up happening. And one of like my main advice to you, as you're kind of asking about this before I answer the question of whether mine's re- mine is rewarding, is most importantly, don't. Don't worry about it if you aren't sure what you want to do yet. Don't let anyone tell you that you, you know, you haven't found your way and all these other things because it takes time and it's okay to change your mind and life is long and yes, life is short, but life is also long and you have plenty of time to make a decision. So do I find my job rewarding? Yes. I get to write about the technology that I very much care about. I also get to podcast with some awesome people. Uh, so my, yeah, I find my job rewarding. What about everybody else? You know, I've, I've worked in a lot of different fields. Uh, you know, my first startup was an animation startup, uh, which I'm very proud of what we did uh, with that. You know, I've worked in politics at some pretty high levels. Um, you know, I've run a game studio. I've done marketing. I've done uh, fundraising. Um, you know, I've been a newspaper journalist. Uh, you know, I've been kind of a, a feminist firebrand. Um, so as far as my current job running a studio and you know, doing podcasting and writing and, you know, right now I'm working on my book deal, I'd like it. Most of what I don't like about my job is all about the the being a woman in a very male-dominated field. I mean, it, it hurts me daily, you know, even at this network to see us continually bringing out programming where women are not part of it. Um, you know, in the game industry, every single day, it's looking at a bunch of really terrible stuff. I was looking at a, a journalist the other day, and his entire timeline was nothing but stuff that was very sexist in ways he didn't understand. So, you know, for me, I really love writing. I love podcasting. I love, um, you know, doing engineering. I love UI. I love all of those things. What I find deeply unsatisfying is all the the bias and double standards that I have to follow along the way. So, um, but I just have to say, if you're in high school, do not stress this stuff. Like one of the big differences is like, you know, my dad found one job and pretty much stuck with it his whole life being a gynecologist, you know, um, you know, like I've done a lot of different things and, you know, the odds of you sticking with one field are pretty much non-existent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of growing up is figuring out what doesn't work for you. Like sometimes when friends get divorced, you know, I think there's a way to look at that as like negative. I look at it like, well, you found out something that doesn't work for you. You learned something about yourself. It's the same way with a a job that doesn't work out. So um, don't put pressure on yourself. Like don't Mm -hmm. don't make stupid decisions. Like I've got a friend of mine that. You know, his entire decision in life is to keep sending out resumes and to hopefully be a playtester for a game studio at some point. That's dumb. That's a really dumb life plan. Um, but, you know, don't don't tell yourself you have to, like, come up with this one magical thing to do because it's just a lie. So I work in I.T. <laughs> you do? Which is one of the most stressful jobs it's one of the top 10 most stressful jobs it's it's and i didn't i mean obviously i didn't go well not obviously but i didn't go into school expecting to go into it like i went to school for computer science and i graduated in the middle of the economy cratering right after the dot-com boom and you know the job quite frankly the job that was available to me was at it at a company that you've probably heard of 
Um, and, and it's Halliburton. Uh, Halliburton. Yeah, it, That's it, the company. It was actually Enron, but you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was neither of those things. So, <laughs> um, so I mean, there are, uh, you know, there are some stereotypes types about IT that are absolutely true. Like if you watch the IT crowd and you see the the scene where everybody is, you know, gathered around and they thank everybody down to the janitors and they forget to thank IT, that that is a thing that can happen. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, and it's very often that IT will get blamed for things because we're the ones who touch the computers and we don't have anybody to blame. At the same time, there, there are things that you can, you have to kind of find what's rewarding to you out. You can find something out of any job. Like I Mm -hmm. find the ability to literally create something out of nothing to be really rewarding. Like I find the ability to take a really complex problem that somebody in the business has and be able to solve it and be able to make their, their lives easier so that they can make more money. So I can keep getting a raise like in a (laughs) weird way that is, that is rewarding to me, you know, and being able, ultimately I, the way I look at it is I'm helping people. They may not always appreciate it. They may see me as the guy who's standing in the way a lot of the time, but I'm ultimately helping people to do what they need to do and not have to worry about all the things that are going on behind the scenes. So I I think that's my message to you is don't really worry about, you know, what's rewarding. Just try as many things as you can, especially once you get to college. Just join a whole bunch of clubs. Try a whole bunch of different courses that you may not want to try or you may not have thought about trying. Just try a whole bunch of different stuff. I ended up doing a second a double major in computer science and history just because I was halfway through a history major by the time I got done with all of my general education requirements. And uh, and also the girl I was dating who I would later marry was in a lot of those classes too. So that, that kind of helped. But, um, but, you know, and, and, I, and I love history too. And I love, you know, just learning about things in general. So just learn about as much as you can, try as much as you can, and you'll, you'll find what works for you. Even if you have to cobble a few things together until you find what's right, you'll, you'll get there. Don't don't stress it. Just have fun and try as much as you can. That's my message to you. Yeah, I think that it's it's no longer the case that people will like a lot of people don't know. I, I used to have a lot of anxiety thinking, what am I going to do that's really going to be meaningful and, um, you know, my thing and it's going to be the perfect job. A lot of people find it's not the job that they find a lot of happiness in. It just makes the money and then they can with the money that they have, they can do something else that they find a lot of enjoyment in as well. And what I say is you want to just have like a five-year plan. And then when you find something better that comes along the way, then you, you know, um, you, you lily pad jump to the next lily pad that's better than the one that you were already on. And you just continue to do that and not have to worry about right away knowing because rarely most people who go into a degree are not going to do that job for their degree and most people will want to change their job throughout and that's fine as well so there's many amazing people that are 50 and they still don't really know what they want to do or they might want to change it and awesome more power to you do that all through your life until you find where you fit and so don't feel overly stressed about having to know right now just try to figure out as much as you can about yourself and then start with something. Just pick something and then if that doesn't work out, I have a full degree that I never used. Um, you know, it took me four years of my life, never used it, decided I wanted to do something else. And I'm happy that I made that change, though it was a lot more time, a lot more effort. It was money. I didn't know if I was going to make any money doing it. 
And I'm really happy that I made that choice. Another great way to look at it is, you know, you want to be able to say, you know what, I I tried it, I risked it, I did it, as long as you can still feed yourself and there's food on the table, be able to do things that you will enjoy and that are fulfilling for you. And uh, yeah, I really, I, I'm very fortunate and I, I love what I do. At nighttime, I love what I do during the day and I'm, I'm really exceptionally fortunate with that. And so hopefully you will be too. Very well said. Okay. Do well, we have time for one more question? We do. Uh, well, this is Let's more, do it. Come on. Let's okay. do a blast. Well, this Let's is a really blast. short one, and this is actually more of a request than a question. Oh. So our our friend of the show, Slingertail, has written in and said uh, – this, uh, this actually says this is not a question and more of a request. I recently, <laughs> I recently did that face cl- Facebook word cloud thing, and one of my most used words is chainsaw. A coworker and I now decided to use chainsaw as a cool new word for awesome. Can you help make it a thing? If you could do it, that would be so chainsaw. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Done. Yes. Done. I will plan a bo- So you don't see this, but often in planning the show, I will tell everybody I'm like, I've got Brianna nonsense. Yes. Like like thing this week. And Just be all ready. Of our blood have your body rises. be ready. Yeah. Um, make sure you go to the bathroom before the show starts. So <laughs> I will <laughs> I've learned that, that lesson already. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. We can chainsaw do that. is a thing now, it's and chainsaw. it will be so chainsaw. Yeah, is that actually the chainsaw segment now? Is that what that is? I think oh, that's Lord. what. Let me percolate on it. You know, part of how I operate is, you know, I've just got to figure it out. Give me a little. Time. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, uh, Breeze stewing now. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. If you would like to be mentioned on the show, if you would like your voice uh, played on the show, if you want to, you know, have your your message read on the show, then you're going to get in touch in the following ways. You can call us at 508-418-3532. Once again, that's 508-418-3532. You can always tweet us at underscore disruption FM with the hashtag disrupt me. That allows us to go into our fancy schmancy programs and find it and see what you've asked us. Or you can just send us a direct message. Now, please, please, please do note whether you want your name read on the show. Otherwise, we will default to you being anonymous. Please go review the show on iTunes because it's super awesome when you do and it very much helps and we can uh, get some more awesome questions and voicemails and things like that. If you want to check out the show notes to see all of the stuff we talked about today, including our phone and awesome three sponsors, you're going to go to relay.fm slash disruption. You can find me on Twitter. I should be returning tomorrow after my hiatus at Micah Sargent. And Steve, where can people find you? Well, you can find me composing only the most chainsaw tweets at, at Wicked Good. Yes. And Bree, <laughs> where can people find you? I will tell you exactly where. Wait, 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 wait. Hey! <laughs> Stop right there! Stop, stop, stop and frisk! frisk. Stop and frisk. <laughs> stop and frisk. <laughs> Georgia, stop and frisk! Stop and frisk! The dog's not here anymore, so it's just oh, me yelling stop Both of my and dogs are on my lap. It, yeah. There's no room for either of them because they're both there, but they both are just trying their darndest to be here, and they're both being stopped and frisked. <laughs> oh my. Space cat gal. <laughs> 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 where you're frisk, stopping and frisking your dogs. You should post a video. That'd be fun. Uh, Georgia, if people wanted to find you online or wanted to get in touch with you online, where would they do that? 
Uh, you can check out um, anxiety-videos.com if you're dealing with boundaries, consequence issues, depression, anxiety, parenting, sleep issues. Um, and you can also uh, send me an email at georgiaatimore.com or, of course, I'm on Twitter as well. And uh, this was a really uh, great uh, chain chainsaw show. <laughs> can can I, you I do a series that, of... Georgia. Georgia, can you... <laughs> what? I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I was thinking it would be a higher-powered chainsaw. That one seems like that, a really low-powered... I'm a little depressed That sounds with that more chainsaw. like a raspberry, is what that sounds like. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. Stop the show. I'm going to get off. I'm going to go, Steve, guys. can you tell everybody <laughs> to get out of here? Go. You're chainsaw, but you got to go. Go. Go listen to something else. Go. Bye. Bye.